Welcome again to another episode of Beckett Radio. I'm your host, Derek Ficken. We got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to do upcoming products and pricing. We have inside new releases. We're going to bring in Chris Olds, the baseball editor, as well as the uh, Sports Card Monthly editor. Talk about a new product that's coming out here in a couple months. Should be a lot of fun, and it hasn't been around for at least 10 years. So this is a product coming back out of the woodworks, and it's going to be a lot of fun to break. We're going to talk to Rob Springs of Beckett Auctions because we have an auction going on right now. It's going live until the 19th of October. We have some great baseball items up for sale. A lot of autographed baseballs that have been encapsulated, graded. We have JSA approved stuff. It, it, it's a lot of cool items up for sale. A Babe Ruth, Harry Frazee card, one of one dual cut auto. That's kind of the main draw. We have a Jackie Robinson autograph. A lot of cool stuff, like I said, in this auction. So you check it out. He's going to come on and talk a little bit more about the certain items in there and potentially the future of Beckett Auctions. Since the NFL season is a quarter of the way done, we're going to bring in the football analysts Justin Gruner and Dan Hitt to talk about the disappointing players so far, the breakout players so far, what to expect later on in the season, as well as in next season. So that's going to be really fun to talk about. There's going to be a lot of great analysis on players who have kind of broken out, in, and they're not the stars who you think like Johnny Manziel or Teddy Bridgewater. They're going to be guys that you might not know or have heard very little of. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We talk a lot about kind of the projections of the second half of the season, uh, what to expect with these certain players. We are going to talk about the Cleveland Browns, but not Johnny Football. So definitely check that out. We're also going to bring in for our interview segment, Kelsey Schroyer of ESPN Mint Condition. He's a good friend of the show. He came on on the national convention when we were in Cleveland, had some fun. But we're going to talk all about the uh, rising prices of products in the hobby and how that might be a concerning part for kids trying to get into the hobby as well as collectors trying to get back into the hobby who went away after a while. We're going to dive into that as well as talking about autographs. Uh, Kelsey's a big autograph collector, and he's seen some interesting things that athletes do, and he's talked to athletes specifically about their autographs. So it'll be interesting to talk to him about the difference of autographs and how the autograph plays a part into certain situations for players. Just, just check out the interview. It's going to be really cool uh, without giving away any more information about that. But let's first start off with upcoming products and pricing. So the products coming out this week, we have a couple Leaf products. Leaf Iron Man Baseball, that's supposed to come out on Friday the 10th. That's been pushed back uh, a lot. It was supposed to come out the 29th of September. Then it went back a month to the 29th of uh, October. Now it's the 10th of October. So hopefully that's the final release date and that'll be ready to go here in the next couple days. As well, we have Leaf Perfect Game Showcase Baseball. That's also coming out this Friday the 10th. And that also was being pushed back, pushed forward. It was kind of a hazy release date. So definitely keep an eye on that on Becca.com on the calendar. We should have that updated, so let us know. Also, the first product for 2014-15 basketball is coming out. That's right. Hoops basketball is coming out next Wednesday. It is loaded with rookies from the 2014-15 draft class, including Jabari Parker, Andrew Wiggins, Dante Exum. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's going to be an exciting 
product to check out. I might get a box just because of how excited I am to see this upcoming basketball class come into the hobby world and see where it takes them. Uh, Hopefully, Jabari Parker and Andrew Wiggins. Now that Andrew Wiggins is in Minnesota and Jabari Parker in Milwaukee, it'll be interesting to see their collectability because those aren't the biggest collectible teams in basketball. But you know, they're, they're the high-profile rookies this year, and hopefully if they do what they did in college, maybe their cards might go up. You never know. So we'll check that out. Uh, but that goes live on Wednesday the 15th. Now, as far as pricing goes, all we have that's ready is Topps Finest Football. That has just been priced here in the last couple days. And UFC Champions, Tops has released a UFC Champions product. That has finally been priced. So definitely check that out on your OPGs. And check out the new upcoming magazines. Finest Football should be in there in the next uh, football magazine, as well as Tops UFC Champions should be in the next BSCM. So check out your sports card monthly for that. All right, so enough of new products and pricing. Let's get into showcasing a feature product. And I came across this on Beck.com. So Beck.com, check it out. Slash news for all this stuff. Mr. Chris Olds is in here in our Beckett Radio studio. Hashtag slash something conference room slash case break room slash everything else. I Chris feel, Olds, what's up? I feel like <laughs> like I feel like I'm in an episode of Boxbusters where the other guy just keeps talking. Like hey, this is how this so, is how So now how you know is. how I feel. Exactly. I just sit, sit there and try and look pretty. Wait for the guy to stop rambling. Exactly. Yeah. No, so. I was all good. <laughs> what's Best up, intro man? I've ever had. Really? Cuz that was pretty horrible. I don't know. I haven't had that many intros. Well, I'll I'll try and do a better one next nah, time, I don't but care. I don't have a lot of effort. So <laughs> Let's talk about Panini Classics, 2014 Panini Classics. It's coming back. It's coming back on November 5th. That's nope. a detail I learned today. Oh, so it is sooner in stone. than later. Is it in stone? Well, it's never in stone, yeah. but you know, but it's things sooner can rather than later. I wasn't sure how soon it was coming out. That's the one nugget I didn't have from my story yesterday. Yeah, but it's a, it's the first time we've had classics probably since I think 2005. It was around from 01 to 05. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it looks like it's going to be an interesting product with a full array of memorabilia cards and uh, stuff from the distant past and the current present, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, all, all these uh, pictures that you have on here, uh, Beck.com slash news, it's really cool. This Jose Abreu one where it's two mm-hmm. bats and then two jerseys, one's a away, one's a home. Like, that's, that's sweet. And then, you know, there's a couple of Hall of Famers from, I guess, the 20s and 30s Old making time. an appearance. With yep. their first memorabilia cards ever. Yeah, first mem cards of Gabby Hartnett and Roger Bresnahan, along with non-Hall of Famer, but member of the 1927 Yankees, uh, Bob Musel, or Meisel. I don't know how to say his name right, because not my era. But, uh, but yeah. you're the baseball guy. Well, yeah, but those are so but old. Like No, you know. no, you know what, Chris Olds, no excuses. So we don't know if there's a, I mean, obviously there's there has to be a base set. There is the 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 sell sheet indicated there's 24 packs, 48 rookie cards per box. That's a lot of that's a lot, a lot of, of rookie cards, cards to not <laughs> have a base set. Yeah, uh, 26 inserts. I mean, there's a chance it could be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I you can't fill out 24 packs with six cards and not have a base set. Yeah, exactly. But so I, you know, but it, that wasn't mentioned. So, but anyway, for, uh, beyond that, you know, unincluded nugget of trivia or fact, yeah, because uh, it is important. But uh. You know, it, it looks like a very fun product. I mean, I'm glad to see it coming back because it's got a mini box format where you can actually buy, you know, half a box with one auto, one mem guaranteed. Or you can buy the full box with two autos, two mems guaranteed. Mm. 
And that was something back in the day from 01, the first couple years at least, that they did that. And I liked it because, you know, you could buy a hobby box for a little less money. Yeah. Do, do you think this is kind of mainly based on, I mean, obviously rookie cards, but the autographs? Because it seems um, like there's a lot of autograph sets in this product. Now, I think this is just your more traditional brand, so to yeah. speak. But but it has, with the name Classics, it was always a, pl- a set that included retro players alongside okay. the current. So this is this is kind of a brand that maybe is more along the lines of, you know, uh, past and present. Mm-hmm. You know, the other there have been other recent retro, current retro brands, you know, where it's it's just a mix of old and new. Yeah. You know, and, in this case, I think you have to have you have to have the current guys. Otherwise, it just doesn't feel feels different. Yep. Uh, for example, today arriving in shops is um, or Wednesday arriving in shops is, uh, you know, Panini's Hall of Fame 75 years product, which is a hundred and thirty five dollars a box for two autos. And and that and, whole card yeah. configuration is crazy. They have it's, three well, different that's main way different. sets. Yep. Uh, and then they have parallels of those and gem cards, gem and, cards with yep. actual diamonds, emeralds, or whatever. Yeah. Cut autos. That's a different kind of animal. That's more of your hit based product with some insert cards. Okay. Uh, this is your more traditional product, but but the array of stuff they showed in the preview information. Skew, tend, looks to me like it's going to skew a little older, which makes sense because it's classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the day, that brand had a lot of rookie autos and then had a lot of like stars, um, mem cards. I mean, I think I pulled a Ted Williams bat card the yeah. week after he died out of a Donruss Classics pack at a Walmart of all places. Wow. So, you know, for me, it's a brand that's fun. I hadn't thought about it in a while. I actually hadn't realized that it had been gone from baseball for almost 10 years. So yeah. I was a little surprised to see it. It was kind of exciting. Yeah. So. So we should expect this. Oh, another thing I want to talk about, Masahiro Tanaka and you Darvish yep. having a combo, uh, I guess, patch card or something yeah, like that? Yep. That, well, that's <clears throat> that, I bet that's going to go for a lot of money. I mean, there, there definitely will be interest. Uh, obviously, Tanaka doesn't have any autographs, so Mem is pretty much the only way to go. How do you make it more exciting? you got to pair him up with somebody else and – Who's better, the natural yeah. guy, right? <laughs> yeah, who better to put him with than you, Darvish? Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. good combination. That was the only one that wasn't for teammates, according to Panini. Obviously, we don't have a final checklist yet, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll find out for sure if that holds up. But that's, that sounds like it's their plan. Yeah. Um, the rest of the cards in that, that set are going to have teammates where the example they used in their sales material, Sam Crawford and, and Ty Cobb together, and that's a couple of old-school big names. So. Yeah. You know, there could be some serious potential out of a brand like this. It, it, it may look like one thing, but give you something else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. thinking optimistically, it could be pretty fun. And, and it kind of does kind of, you know, make me want to look when it comes out. Yeah, exactly. And and our good buddy Chris Bryant is going to be featured in the autograph. So yeah, you're, watch you're, out uh, for that. Yeah, there, there should be a mix of uh, current names. They, didn't, they only announced a couple, but uh, it seemed pretty, uh, you know, the ones people would want, yeah. so to speak. Do so. you think this might be a product of the year? Um, or I a, think a nominee. How about that? Any, I think any product potentially could be. It just matters how how it comes out in the wash, so to speak. Like yeah. you can have the coolest inclusions ever, but if the odds are astronomical, then mm-hmm. it doesn't have that same kind of feel. I think it has potential to be. Um, you know, the last few years, I don't think we've gone high end on our baseball awards. I think yeah. it's pretty much been products in this type of range. Um, it has the potential because basically the the assets that Panini has, you know, all the game used materials, you know, Lou Gehrig's and such, the other companies have that stuff, but perhaps not as much. Mm-hmm. You know, Panini being or Donruss being out of baseball for a while, you know, they 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 probably still have stuff that never got touched. Yeah, you know, they because they didn't have to use it for a, a while. So yeah. you know, it, it it's one of those situations where for me, 
there's always high end potential there because it's you know it's, it's got four hits in a box mm-hmm. and the the checklist includes old timers. Yeah. You know your other companies that do standard sets aren't going to include as much old timer content because it's not required as part of the set. This kind of lends itself to that. So that to me is a real big like positive. So this comes out early November, November 5th? Yeah, the, the date I was given today said. was November 5th. Okay, so definitely check that out. Checklist and, and all that good stuff will be closer around that time. Yep. Let's get a quick uh, snippet. Baseball playoffs, NLCS, ALCS is happening. Who do you think is going to make it to the World Series? Who do you want to see? Bryce not, Harper? Not oh, wait. Wise. Oh, wait. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, okay, As Mr. Fan Giants game, fan. As the, yeah, hello. Come on. Look. I think the NL's the only hope for the hobby. That's yeah. my personal take. Okay. We've talked about this already in the office a of little course. bit. Yeah. Um, you know, the Orioles, there's not a lot going on there for young current guys other than Manny Machado, like yeah. for popular players on mm-hmm. cards. Chris Davis just isn't it. No. He's been suspended. Yep. Um, Nelson, Nelson Cruz. Cruz. Yeah, he's, he's old. I did a poll. You know, he led the league in homers, and I asked, would you want his autograph? More than 80% at the last time I looked said no. So, <laughs> so much for power. Rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, on the Orioles, you know, maybe, maybe some pitchers would emerge as popular on mm. cards, but not so much. So, the Royals, Eric Hosmer had a great, you know, series, but we looked, and really, it's not registering on cardboard. Yeah. And, you know, Alex Gordon's been popular in the past, but that's almost 10 years ago. Yep. And yeah. so on cardboard, I kind of actually, my cardboard picks skew my real world picks. All right, let's hear it. I'm going NL both ways there in terms is. of card and field. Good. And honestly, it's a, that's a tight one. They're both <laughs> actually pretty decent. Yeah. But they're also like teams that have a lot of good players that don't really register on cards. Yeah. Um, for example, Buster Posey is pretty much it for the Giants. Yep. Like, Hunter Pence is a cult hero right now, but his cards aren't really going to translate unless they do something and he's the key guy. Exactly. Because he's got too much from back in the day as well. But, you know, Posey's the iconic player. Um, Sandoval, maybe? Eh, no. he, he, I mean, I don't know. He's got lots of cards from 08 was when he first showed up. So yeah. he's got cards. He's signed plenty over the years. He's got the cult following the pandas yeah. and the, you know, the backstop and yeah. stuff. I just don't think it's registered, you know, yeah. and I, I don't know why. I mean, he's a fun, more of a fun type player, like a big poppy West Coast kind of yeah. guy. <laughs> West Coast just big hasn't poppy. really registered. Yeah, um, yeah. I, and maybe that's because Posey's just more enticing. Yeah. I don't know, because um, they essentially came out around the same time. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, you know, the Cardinals are they're They've got a solid lineup with their pitching, Wainwright, Waka. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I think Fleischer and I talking about this, the most popular Cardinal is basically on cardboard is, is Yadier Molina, which is odd. Well, yeah, but, which is crazy to think. You know, he's got his fans. Yeah. So so it's if I had to if I had to pick one for the winning it all, it's gonna be the NL. Okay. And they'd probably go Giants. That's what I'm talking about, Chris Olds. No, I, I probably would, honestly, because the, the Cardinals have won they both won it recently, yeah. but I think the Giants just has more you know, the West Coast flavor, more universal potential appeal. Yeah. You know, like with Pence and those mm-hmm. other guys. Plus the pitching, Lincecum could come out of nowhere like last year yeah. or whenever it was. You know, on the AL side, I hope it's the Royals for the upstart young fart part of it. Yeah. Part, fart what? of part, it. What? Part of it. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. That's fine. <laughs> Freudian slip, although I haven't had lunch yet. Yeah. So um, <laughs> no Taco Bell joke there. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, but I think it would be interesting to see a Royals and Giants. Yeah, uh, and and I think yeah, and honestly, the Royals have been they haven't been to the postseason since 85. they won it all in '85. Yep. And I don't know about you, but I was uh, 
I was not alive. Yeah, and I was barely watching baseball yeah. back then. I, I wasn't think, even a thought in my parents' mind. See, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. you're you're not. You, they're old, but you're <laughs> old too. And yeah. I messed that up. Yeah, you messed that up too. Keeping that's, that in too. That's all good. I, yeah. I mean, I bring the ramble. <laughs> yeah. That's you know? fine, man. Because I don't I don't really ramble. But that's the thing. You're too on point. But you gotta, you know. Yeah. But I don't want to pound the, the monotony. The, the, I could tell you facts all day long, but that's yeah, no fun. Please don't do that. I exactly. Don't, I don't like that. <laughs> now, I, I think the, the Giants will be in, interesting. The Royals have potential, but they're going to have to really have a couple people really step up yeah. to be like scorching hot cards. Yeah. So, you know, the odd one out, definitely for me, not the Orioles. They'll probably win it all saying that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and, <laughs> and the Cardinals, I mean, they're, they're they always say the best fans in baseball, you know, but – you know, without Pujols, it's just not the same. Exactly. So, you know, they're, they're kind of the staple. Like, you, they're kind of becoming the new New York Yankees. Yeah, to a degree. Of our generation. I know? mean, they do have some, you know, Matt Adams, Matt Carpenter, those. They have guys who have made, you know, impressions. Mm-hmm. Matt Holliday. But, but, like, David Fries was, a, you know, the big star two, yeah. two or three World Series ago, whenever it was. It's yeah. all a blur at this point. Yeah. And, you know, he leaves the team and no one cares about his cards. Exactly. He's done. Yeah. So. It's crazy. Well, yeah. we'll definitely see. We'll probably have you on during World Series time. Woo-hoo! Get your take again. But, yeah, thanks for the Panini Classics update. Check it out November 5th all over worldwide, hopefully. That'd be and sweet. And then go vote or something after that. Go vote, Is yeah. Is like two oh, days, geez. three days later? Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know. Go it's vote. all a blur. Be, be an American. You can vote about what you think about products on Becca.com news. Hey, there you go. Becca.com slash news. Check it out. All right. Well, special thanks to Chris Olds for uh, coming in and talking all about 2014 Panini Classics. That's going to be uh, hitting hobby stores everywhere in November. So check it out. But next up, we have a great NFL talk with the NFL Price Guide Analyst and the boss man, Dan Hitt. We have Justin Gruner, Dan Hitt. How's it hey. going, guys? Hey, guys. It's going pretty good. So uh, the NFL season is literally officially, I guess, a quarter over? Yeah, right yeah. at the quarter, right I think. There. A, little yeah. even, a little bit more. So what do you guys think so far? Just just in general, before we start getting in-depth, oh. what, what, what are your thoughts about the NFL season, the Justin? Pack, the Packers aren't undefeated, so it's a loss already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's actually been a pretty surprising year. Uh, the Cowboys being 4-1. and one, mm-hmm. I mean, the Chargers being as dominant as they've been. Yeah. A lot of surprises there. Yeah. Um, the fact that Seattle lost even one game this early was kind of shocking to me. Yeah, it made me happy. I'm sure it did. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's been a fun season so far, a lot different than other seasons that I remember. Definitely. So Dan, what do you think? Yeah, this kind of season is so uh, unpredictable, which is kind of defined the NFL seasons for the past several years. But this one may even be more unpredictable and surprising, mm-hmm. which makes it great for collecting because mm-hmm. it uh, makes for interesting players to pick up that you've never heard of and, and guys that uh, you've counted on to be your kind of superstar players uh, mm-hmm. dropping off. And there's just a lot of activity going on. It's a great time for this type of season is great for card collecting. Yeah, exactly. And and what you said with, you know, a lot of the stars kind of falling off, there's been so much headlines with the NFL off the field, you know, with Adrian Peterson, Ray Rice, guys like that, to where you have these potentially undrafted free agents step up and become hopefully the new stars of the NFL. And that's what we're going to dive into is the breakout players so far. Uh, let's start off with a guy. I can't believe we're going to talk about the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> uh, and but not even with Johnny Manziel, but I guess his predecessor or, or, or the guy starting Brian Hoyer. What's up with him? He's he's been pretty successful. His cards are really hot right now. There people are collecting him, 
and he's making it hard for Manziel collectors to want to keep or even buy his cards. Mm-hmm. I've seen some Manziel cards selling for well under book, and they're he's cooling off. I think he's going to stay the same, but Hoyer is just going up, and I think having that giant comeback against the Titans definitely didn't hurt his his collectability yeah. as well. Now, with, with his key cards, he really only has a couple autographs. Am I correct, Dan? Yeah, that, see, that, that's a good point. Um, Hoyer got hot last year, and anytime he's gotten into games in the past, um, he'll flare up hot. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons he does is he has just a handful of cards. He's a 2009 rookie, same as Matt Stafford. Stafford probably has 1,000 cards in 2009. Yeah. Hoyer has a, a tiny number compared to that. Um, he only has three autographed rookie cards. He's in Contenders, Treasures, and Sterling, Bowman Sterling. So it's the end-of-the-year products. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever a guy like Hoyer has a great game or strings together a couple of great games, he only has a few good, really good autograph cards. So even a small number of collectors jumping in can really move the needle as far as the prices go. Now, do you think with if, if he continues to do what he's doing in Cleveland, uh, potentially if they make the playoffs even, uh, do you think – he will become not a staple in the hobby, but card companies will start making more and more cards of his with autographs and jersey cards as the season goes on. Uh, probably, because yeah. it, it all, as far as autographs go, it all depends on what the price is. Mm-hmm. You know, if Hoyer signs for, I don't know, I'll just make up a price five bucks a card or something like that, some low yeah. price, yeah. it's kind of a no brainer. Sure, the card companies would do it. But if Hoyer says, hey, now I'm a superstar and I want $50 an autograph, they're probably going to say no. Yeah. Um, he's not – he's been in the league five years, so it's not like he's – he's a pretty young player. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a future here. But it's not like if you, you make – for a card company making a bunch of 2014 autograph cards for Brian Hoyer, they're not going to be super hot. You yeah. know, if, when Hoyer gets hot, it's going to be his 2009 rookie cards and other stuff. It won't be 2014 – autographs yeah definitely you know, so car yeah. companies might do it but they'll it's not on the top of their list I'd yeah say that. okay now let's let's go over to austin davis this guy lit it up against the cowboys and shocked a lot of cowboys fans until the cowboys eventually won yeah uh but he came out of nowhere i really don't know anything about the kid except all he likes to do is pass and pass a lot he does pass a lot so what's what's the deal with him as far as being a breakout player this year well, he's he's warming up, and I think part of it is that people are looking at Sam Bradford, and they're mm-hmm. like, well, we can't collect this guy because he gets hurt all the time. I mean, two years in a row, he's pretty much been sidelined the whole yeah. time. And this guy seems like he's, you know, he's a much better passer. He's got a lot more um, poise in the pocket, and people are seeing him like, this guy might actually take over for Sam Bradford, so... Let's invest in this guy instead. Yeah. Dan, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I love this story. I love these kind of stories, as you all probably know. Um, A guy just absolutely came out of nowhere. And, you know, a couple months ago, nobody even knew who this guy was. Even now, a lot of people don't know who he is. Mm -hmm. But it's cool to catch the entire hobby off guard with somebody like this. Yeah. Again, just like Hoyer only has a handful of cards. And um, like Justin pointed out, hey, Bradford – by the end of this season, Bradford is probably going to be out of a job, okay, yeah. unless Austin Davis just falls <laughs> apart somehow. But the guy looks rock solid. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, was able to, um, uh, you know, he didn't start right away mm-hmm. in his career, so he's able to um, kind of work his way up a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's still a very young player. So um, the point is is that he looks like he's going to be their starter. Mm-hmm. And so with only a handful of cards – 
this is the type of story you're looking for. Yeah. Now I'm gonna kind of throw you guys a curveball here. Let's compare Austin Davis to Brian Hoyer and say, you know, this time next year, who do you think is gonna be more collectible if they continue to do what they're doing? Um, I'll say Austin Davis for the sole purpose that Manziel is the factor. Yeah, they've invested so much in Johnny Manziel between the Browns and card companies and. I, I, the name Johnny Football. I mean that go. He has football in the name. You're not getting rid of this kid. And he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Whereas um, Sam Bradford is, and Dan said this yesterday. He's he's kind of like the next Matt Liner, where he had his shot mm-hmm. and he's going to fizzle into second string, third string yeah. irrelevance. Yeah. Whereas Austin Davis has a really good opportunity to just soar. Mm-hmm. Dan, what do you think? Well, I think Bradford's better than Lauder, but yeah, your point. <laughs> but you made the comparison, which yeah. really amused me, and I was like, I'm going to use this. this. I made a plan to use it today yeah. at some point. He, Bradford so. runs the risk of becoming Matt Leinart. Yeah. He's a much better player, obviously. He's got a, a history of being able to play in the NFL. Leinart right. didn't have any kind of history, but, <laughs> but yes, he has the uh, you know he has the he has the risk of dropping into that. But yeah. if Bradford shows up on another team, he could be great and get hot again. Um, well, the Raiders need a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, they do. I would say for if you're talking about this time next year mm-hmm. for Hoyer, if he's on another team, which he probably won't be, mm-hmm. but if he was, he still could be very hot. Yeah. But Justin's exactly right. Manziel's the future there. You're not going to pump a bunch of money as a collector into Hoyer cards long term when you know Manziel's there, unless Hoyer's starting for another team yeah. and doing really well. Yeah, definitely. Let's uh, let's move over to the running side of football there's been a lot of guys just coming out of nowhere especially with the cleveland browns again uh they have the platoon running back core ben tate got hurt early on and then two rookies stepped it up i'm pretty sure they're rookies isaiah crowell and terrence Terrence west West. yeah two rookies playing pretty well uh for themselves but do you guys think with the platoon running back core that is extremely hard for collectability as far as picking one guy to be I guess, the man in a certain town. Well, what I've noticed since I've uh, been pricing football recently um, is Terrence West was obviously the hotter choice in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Crowell, though, this guy, his value in autographs quadrupled almost overnight. And it's almost seeming like people are buying both. Yeah. They're, they're almost the exact same price for their autographs. Crowell might be a little bit more right now just because he's, he's kind of like the flavor of the week. He's a little bit hotter right now. But I think you can collect both. I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. Yeah, The uh, it's another great case. And a team like the Browns, who are struggling, who are just trying to find somebody that can step up and be a leader and make plays, right? Mm-hmm. So they're trying out all these guys, you know. And sometimes you get your Crowell, and, and uh, Terrence West is going to get some carries no matter what. But sometimes a guy like Crowell can get an opportunity because somebody gets hurt. That's what the NFL is all about, right? And so uh, I love – these cases mm-hmm. what you said platoon system is exactly right most of the running attacks in the nfl are platoon systems yeah. and what happens is when you've got two capable guys um any given week they could have you know 100 yards and a couple of touchdowns mm-hmm. and the next week it could be the other guy yeah so it makes it really interesting in a way to try to predict that right mm-hmm. it's like fantasy football yeah. you don't know who to start you don't know who to buy this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're going to end up throughout the year with the Browns. Uh, it's probably going to be like that. Yeah. And you mix in the factor that they only have a handful of cards each. Yeah. 
it, it makes the whole market really, really dynamic and interesting. So you're going to see some ups and downs on those guys. Yeah, and, and same goes with the Minnesota Vikings with Matt Asiata and, and Jarek McKinnon now that Adrian Peterson's out. Yep. Exactly know. the same case. Yeah. Exactly. And now, it's Peterson probably even – uh, Yeah, it's probably even crazier because Asiata, you said, has no cards. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will, <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> will now. Yeah, he will now. He will. But you will he never will. find an official rookie card for him. I mean, and Jarek McKinnon uh, has only a few cards. Yeah, and his cards more. are his cards are going up a lot too. And I think, yeah. Yeah. I think the fact that Asiata has no cards mm-hmm. definitely helped his case too. Because like, well, we can't collect this running back. Let's go only to this guy. Mm-hmm. So even if they had a platoon system, he's the only one they can collect. Yeah. So his value is going up. Yeah, a I lot. love the NFL about that part yeah. of the guys that are able to to play early in the year, late in the year, wherever it is, be able to play, make some impact on the field, and then collectors look around. This guy doesn't have any cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, another guy's Brandon Oliver that we yeah. talked about recently. Yeah, he was on our honorable mentions list for our Monday morning collector this week, and. We were going to put him on the, you know, the, was it the breakout player or was it the, I think it was the breakout player. It's his second year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, he did really well. And I looked, I was like, well, uh, I'm not going to put him on there because he has no cards. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why we went with the other way. Yeah. And, and another guy is Kyle Fuller on the other side of the ball with Chicago. Yeah. He's been playing lights out and because um, one of the, I don't remember Tim. No, it's not Tim, but. One of the star corners for Chicago got hurt, yeah. had a bicep injury, and so this guy kind of took over. Oh, his cards are going up. They're hot. Yeah. Those those three rookies that we've talked about so far, uh, Crowell, Jerick uh, McKinnon, and uh-huh. um, Kyle Fuller. Thank you, Kyle Fuller. Yeah. I was, my mind was just playing <laughs> mind, Yeah, your mind's out. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still recovering from school last yeah. night. I apologize. <laughs> no, those guys' cards, I mean, quadrupled overnight. I mean, they're hot right now. Those are they're, You're going to see a very drastically different hot list than the December issue, I think. Um, Menzel's kind of going to fall a little bit. Yeah. And you're going to see these three on there for sure. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be pretty funny. Well, not funny, but interesting to see. Like, take, I guess, one of the hot lists from middle of the offseason. You know, after the draft, when it was all Johnny football. There was like mm-hmm. a 10, 12 yeah. Spanzel cards. You know, yeah, it, it was crazy. And then six weeks in, see how it's changed. It would be yeah. a really cool comparison to see, okay, what what has happened over the season, you know? Yeah, you'll definitely see a difference. I mean, no Jadavian Clowney, he's dropping yeah. like crazy. Yeah. But that's that's not really his fault. He got hurt. He so. did, yeah. Yeah, but. shoot, even now during the season, um, in, in any given week or two or three week period, a short period of time, mm-hmm. which is between one magazine to another for us, mm-hmm. your hot list could change every week. Yep. All 20 of them could. I mean, Bridgewater oh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago would have been all over the hot list, but no longer. Well, even after week one, Alan Hearns, if we had to do it, we would have put him at least two or three of his cards, and now he's cooled off. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still selling more than he used to. He's you know selling for 15 to 30 bucks, but not – anywhere near what he sold the day after he had that two touchdown game yeah exactly now let's talk about disappointing players so far uh and it's really been a lot of quarterbacks oh yeah Uh, obviously adrian peterson with his whole off the field incident ray rice is gone off the charts never never, pretty much yeah won't play in the nfl but uh let's bring up a couple quarterbacks and they're somewhat young. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Uh, yeah. What is up with him and his collectability? He's not playing well. They're winning, but he's their their special teams and their defense are doing it, and he's not producing like he did last year. You're not seeing the Nick Foles that threw seven touchdowns in a game playing this year. Yeah. 
the I think the problem that was had with him was last year he just had a string of great games. Personally, yeah. I think it was a lot of luck. Uh, uh, you, he you he had really good supporting cast. Yeah, too. you can't good, go. Good I don't know how many games he played with only two interceptions. Like that just there's no way happen. that doesn't happen. You know. Well, he's still not throwing many interceptions. It's just he's not throwing many yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last game he had, what, like 200 yards maybe, if that. Yeah, but now it's he's got guys nothing. like Darren Sproles, Jeremy Macklin, who yeah. came back from it. You know, he's, he's got guys yeah. who can kind of take the reins. Well, even LaShawn McCoy on that team isn't mm-hmm. doing much. He's gotten – he is ice cold. Yeah. it's I don't know how they're doing it with the guys that are not playing as well as they should be, but they're, yeah. they're pulling it off. Now, do you expect Nick Foles to kind of – do you expect him to get back to where he was, Dan, or do you really expect him to continue on this trend of of, of downward well, spiral? Well, keep, keep in mind that Nick Foles was so hot last year. His mm-hmm. card just took off last year. They probably doubled in price last year, right? Yeah. So what you usually see is that level is usually not sustainable unless he comes out of the gate just tearing it up. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Justin pointed out, it's not like he's playing terrible and they're winning games, but he's not tearing it up like yeah. he was last year. He's no, no longer a surprise player, right? Mm-hmm. The expectations are much higher. Yeah. Uh, there's other guys that these marginal uh, buyers, collectors that will come in that were buying Foles cards last year and are now buying other guys. Like mm-hmm. We've mentioned several of them already here. Yep. Uh, so they've moved over. Eagles fans are still buying mm-hmm. Nick Foles, but all the marginal buyers that we had last year are gone. Yeah. So your question was – you know, should we buy him or, or what the prospects are for the year? Mm-hmm. I tell you what, at the end of the season, if the Eagles win the division, which they probably will, and if they make any kind of run in the playoffs, which they could, Foles cards will be hot again. And so this may be a good buying opportunity. Like yeah. Justin said, the prices have dropped. It doesn't mean that he's a terrible player and you should dump them all. This could be a really good buying opportunity. You yeah. just don't know, but that's one of the cool things about collecting football cards, especially yeah. during the season. I find yeah. it funny that a Cowboys fan just admitted the Eagles have they're yeah. probably going to win the division. <laughs> probably, <laughs> you know? yeah. He's a realist. I love it. <laughs> it depends on if Demarco Murray rushes for sixteen to eighteen hundred yards, then I'll maybe say the Cowboys. But yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Well, and he's on pace, so we'll he, see. He is. He's doing very well, but he hasn't yeah. got hurt yet, so that's. That's Knock on wood for him. He's due to be hurt, right? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. It's, it's coming. It, yeah. well, at least once a year, he misses a couple of games. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's go to another team in the NFC East and their quarterback, Robert Griffin III. Came out of the gates. He was he was Mr. Superman coming out of the draft with yeah. Baylor. Unfortunately, he continues to get hurt. He rides that train, and it looks like the end of the era might be right now for Robert Griffin in Washington. Yeah, it's, it's funny with him. I mean, first of all, the 2012 rookie class is just stacked. Mm-hmm. But between him and Andrew Luck, they were neck and neck in their value. And then even as they both made, or, uh, even as RG3 made the playoffs, you could start to see that he was dropping a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he got hurt, and people started selling a little bit less and less and less. And all of a sudden now, he's he has dropped. I mean, he's a third of the value of Andrew Luck is. And even when he's not hurt, he's not playing well. He doesn't. There's something wrong with him. I think. Yeah. And he's got to fix that before he can get back to where he used to be. Yeah, yeah. I've got a question for you, Justin, on that. Uh-oh. Is it easy or hard to reprice RG3 cards because he's dropping so quick? To me, it's easy. Just I looked at him, I'm like, all of his autographs were just down. Like, if we're pricing him at 120 bucks, they're actually selling for – I could move him down to $100, and they fall right into the range then. So, I mean, for me, it's easy just because every single one is going down at least a level. And it's very consistent – 
I think he'll taper off and kind of flatline very soon. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna see him drop down below a hundred or eighty bucks for an autograph. Yeah, I. I think the case was made when they drafted Kirk Cousins. It was kind of like a Brian Hoyer, Johnny Manziel. Not the same right. boat, but still, you have a guy who's also capable of not leading a team, but potentially becoming the next star on that team. He's He's got flashes of brilliance, mm-hmm. and then there's times where it's like, what the heck yeah, are you Yeah, what doing? are you doing? Yeah, so, but, the, but he, you know, he's an inexperienced, yeah. you know, second-year, third-year guy, right. whatever. And his, and his value is going up a yeah. lot. He's skyrocketing right now, but I think that's also just because he had that one just insane game. Mm-hmm. The last game he didn't do bad. He actually out-threw uh, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. But he didn't throw any touchdowns yeah. either. And he didn't run for 122 yards or whatever. Well, listen, we're talking about passing yards here. We're talking about the quarterback part of it, okay? Sorry. <laughs> no, he, so he, he does well. He's just not – he's kind of in the Nick Foles area for me right now where he got really hot for a couple of really good games, and now it's just kind of tapering off. And I almost kind of – I compare the two almost. They're mirror images to me. Yeah. So what do you guys expect for the rest of the season? Uh, Packers all the way. Uh, uh, of course, we, <laughs> we know that. But do you think the tides will change with all these undrafted rookie running backs? Do you think they'll continue to do their thing? I mean, we didn't even talk about Carlos Hyde. You know, Frank Gore is kind of slipping this year as far as pr- uh, productivity. And Carlos Hyde's been getting the goal line stands right. with touchdowns. So that's, you know, that's taken a lot from Frank Gore. Yeah. So, you know, what do you guys think? Do you think... Um, Isaiah Crowell and Terrence West will continue to do their thing. Do you think Matt Asiata, Jarek McKinnon? What what's kind of the overall projection? I think it's going to be. It's almost the same for me every year in football. Is that towards the end of the year you realize the big draft guys usually aren't the main players, the key players. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie Lacy last year, Keenan Allen, those guys were you know I think they're first round picks or second uh, round Eddie picks. Lacy I think was up there yeah he was up there but they weren't like the number one overall or in the top 10 even mm-hmm. those guys usually don't do as much I think that you have these other guys who are drafted late and all of a sudden they become real key players on the game and that's what we're seeing now and at the end of the year you're gonna be like Johnny Manziel is still a big name but you have these other guys who actually played and did yeah, better and, and have done something on yeah. the field yeah. yeah, you'll have new breakout players. I mean, that we aren't on our list here. Probably not even thinking about them. We didn't even talk about receivers. Yeah. Oh, no, receivers, Jr. you're going to have all kinds of possibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, Kelvin Benjamin starting out good as an example. We'll have uh, other guys that aren't even on our list. Mm-hmm. You know, a Josh Gordon type from the previous seasons. Yeah. Um, and so it'll be interesting. You'll have a return to uh, your veteran. Your mm-hmm stalwart veterans like uh, Peyton Manning or somebody like that by the end of the year if they have three losses or something mm-hmm. which they could Russell Wilson of course so those are guys that are going to be hot at the end of the year um, and well, there'll be some new young players that we're not even thinking about yeah definitely well uh, thank you guys for coming in and, and talking a little football well I think we should get the wide receivers next time yeah definitely. because there's there's a lot of young guys up there that are they're coming through the ranks oh. uh every monday you guys do a monday morning collector on beckett.com slash news it has a breakout player a veteran and a rookie veteran and a rookie and then we have a couple honorable mentions in there usually too so you spread a little love all around yeah the league we even did some defense we even did a defensive oh. player with jj watt okay. yeah and we'll yeah. give you some uh kind of some inside on on what 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 it means for the hobby and mm-hmm. collecting their cards. Some mm-hmm. guys that have a lot of cards, little cards, we'll, we'll give you some uh, 
good insight on that. Cool. So yeah, definitely check it out. Beckett.com slash news every Monday morning before noon. Uh, it should be up there. So definitely check that out. Justin, Dan, thank you guys so much. We'll see you later. Thanks, everybody. All right. So next up, let's talk to Beckett Auction Services and none other than the man, Mr. Mm. Rob Springs. That's right. The man. What's up? (sighs) I'm tired. You're tired? It's busy. You know what? Beckett Auctions (laughs) is extremely busy, which is a good thing. It is. We are, we're growing and, um, but yeah, it's been really, really hectic between new auctions and planning for the next auction and the case break auctions and, uh. Yeah, everything's kind of starting to roll. That's great. So let's talk uh, last month. We had some really cool items that, that was sold. How Overall, how did the auction do in September? Uh, September was solid. Uh, we didn't really have a, a ton of showpiece things, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you're coming off the bat barrel and and, uh, and a lot of the uh, items that we had in, in August. Um, but it was still, um, outside of that August auction, it was still our highest auction to date. Yeah. Um, so it still was solid. Um, but you know, sometimes you're going to have, uh, kind of roller coasters with any, uh, with any, especially when you're doing a monthly, you know, mm-hmm. it's one thing, the, a lot of these other auction houses, you know, only have four or five or six a year. So yeah. it's easier to kind of, um, consistently have stuff, great stuff in every, mm-hmm. every auction, you know, not that the stuff is not great, Ours, but you know, what I'm talking about just huge, like like moving into this month where we have like the Ruth Fraze cut and the mm-hmm. Jim Thorpe cut and and all these tons of baseballs and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, yeah it just sometimes did that, but it was it was a solid month last month, and and this month has already kicked off um, and is doing well so far. Yeah, so this month started, I'm gonna say last, like this past Sunday. Yeah, just a couple so, of days. Ago. Yeah, a couple of days ago, and it's gonna go until the 19th. Yes, the 19th is when it ends at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. It's and got then, that grace period. Then you got the extended window. bidding, yeah. Yeah, but uh, roughly, roughly nine o'clock on Sunday night. The now, 19th. now the, the big uh, showcased item is is kind of hobby history worthy. I'm gonna say it it's is. one of the biggest cards of all time. No, it, it's cool. It is a very cool card that was made um, from uh, from SP Legendary Cuts, um, and and like we've been sending out literature on the um, the original contract. Mm-hmm. Sold at another auction house for over a million dollars. So, um, this is a more affordable kind of cool way. If you want to, um, you know, if you have the means to acquire a piece like this, I mean, it, it really is. It's just a cool baseball historical piece. Yeah. Um, and the Upper Deck did a really good job back in the day of spotting it and and, mm-hmm. and making the card. But it's a uh, it's and, cool. It, yeah, it's a nice piece. And we're we're talking about the 2005 SP Legendary Cuts dual autograph of Babe Ruth and Harry. Uh, I say Frazy, but. It probably depends on what part of the country yeah. it is. Frazy, Frazy, Frazy. Yeah. It depends on where you're yeah. from. I, I couldn't tell you the exact <laughs> correct saying of Come it. Come on, Rob. I'm sure we all know these things. Gosh. Because from the South, Frazy. <laughs> yeah, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> but you know what? What was interesting about the card and when I was reading up on it, uh, especially with Babe Ruth's autograph, was the Babe Ruth autograph that's in that card has the uh, quotations around the nickname. Hmm. And so that showed that it was an earlier uh, autograph that he signed because right. he put the quotations around it because it was his nickname, but right. later on he took the quotations off because right. people knew him as Babe. So I, I thought that just gave it a little added bonus mm-hmm. because he did he was sold early on his career, so hey, right. it might have been around, you know, you never know. So I thought that was a little added cool history side note. But what That's are cool. some, some of the other items... Uh, in this auction, I know there's a Jackie Robinson autograph card. Yeah, is it uh, 53 tops? Yeah, uh, Robinson Early autograph 50s. that's already JSA and slabbed. And I think the grade on the card's like a three and a half or a four off the top of my head. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, one consigner had that and a Whitey Ford mm-hmm. and I think a George 
Kel um, Bowman card. So, yeah, and like I said, there's just happen to be just a flood of baseballs. We've got regular JSA uh, authenticated baseballs. We also have a lot of encapsulated PSA DNA. Uh, baseballs, but yeah, I mean, just Sandy Koufax or Nolan Ryan or Mickey Mantle, or there's Mays, there's Aaron, there's a, a triple one of Rose, uh, Aaron, and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ripken, there's a Ripken Iron Man, there's a cool Ricky Henderson Man of Steel, yeah, yeah. Uh, which cool. uh, which got opened a little bit earlier today. But so there's a ton of of, uh, of just actual baseballs. Um, there's some a couple of game used bats in there. There's um, you know a lot of seem to always have a lot of jerseys come in. There's just there's a lot of good stuff to really explore and, and mm-hmm. take a look at. Um, there's some hockey, some good hockey, as yeah. uh, from from a lot of the key guys in the last rookie class mm-hmm. came into this one. Um, so yeah, and also we had those framed jerseys from Brett Hall with number 16 yeah. and number 22. I yeah. thought that was really cool. Yeah, th- those are all ready to go. I mean, they're yeah. fully framed and, and in a shadow box. And yeah, literally cool ready pieces. to put on. Your <laughs> literally to hang on the wall. <laughs> yeah, ready, just ready to roll. So the uh, auction ends the 19th. Mm-hmm. So much cool stuff. Uh, those encapsulated baseballs were a pain in my behind trying to get those autographs to be right. It was. Uh, there was a lot of shaking going the, on. <laughs> I mean, they're already sealed, so all you can do, you, you can't know, mess with them. Stuff yeah. moves in the mail when they get sent to us. So yeah, um, yeah we had to do a little, uh, little shake and bake to try to get those around. <laughs> so that was a, an adventure. Yeah. So what what's the plan for Beckett Auctions in the in the near future? Let's say uh, not not just the rest of the year, but come 2015, what should we expect from Beckett Auctions? Um, other but, like things that you can actually tell us. Of no, course. I mean like, like short term, like yeah. we're doing a uh, hardwood legends uh, themed uh, basketball okay. auction for November, which starts on the second uh, of November. Um, and we're gonna, you know, when things make sense where we can apply a theme, we'll do it. Um, and, and we've just got a ton of basketball, a lot of high end basketball. So if you're a high end basketball collector, not not '90s inserts type mm-hmm. deal, those will still be there. No, I'm talking like. If, flawless autographs mm-hmm. and immaculate and national treasures and exquisite and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of good basketball. Um, so that's kind of the theme there. And then um, December will kind of push back a little bit uh, to get us where it ends after Christmas. So it's not uh, ending, uh, ending before the before the rush. But other than that, we, you know, we still plan to do monthly auctions. Um, we're close to um, having a deal done with a, another um, auction house. Uh, so hopefully we can announce an acquisition very soon. Cool. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff, you know, and then we, we look to expand case breaks. And, mm-hmm. and um, right now we're doing them probably about once a week, really just with just when new stuff hits. So we might expand that uh, to more than once a week type deal. So, um, you know, there's just there's a lot of possibilities. So we, uh, uh, we've got kind of a wide open uh Wide open range, and we're just trying to. <laughs> we're just trying to hold on. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 been moving pretty fast lately. Yeah. So, well, uh, yeah. So the auction, like I said, ends on on Sunday the nineteenth. Check it out. So many cool pieces up there. Uh, Auctions.beckett.com is the website, and on Twitter we post a lot of cool stuff. Giveaways. Mm-hmm. We have a really cool giveaway, which I think has already 70, 80 retweets on Twitter. Okay. Uh, with just a picture of the two cards, we got the Tom Brady. Uh, gold standard jersey patch number to 25 I think mm-hmm. Robinson Cano numbered to 15, 15. autograph on yeah. card from Topps Tribute uh, really cool card so all you got to do is share a post on Facebook retweet 
uh, post on Twitter, repost a picture on Instagram, or just or you know, bid. Yeah, just kind of do the simple thing and yeah, bid. Actually, bid. Uh, but yeah, so that's the one I really like. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what we like. But we also like the exposure. That definitely helps us too. Uh, so beggars can't be choosers. But uh, definitely help us out. Spread the word. Uh, show some Beckett auctions love. Rob, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, thank you. Guess we'll see you next time. Probably so. All right. So special thanks to Rob Springs of Beckett Auction Services for coming on and talking to us all about the upcoming auction that is actually live going on right now. Ends on the nineteenth of October. But next up, we have a great interview. All the way from Bristol, Connecticut. Yes, you heard it right. Bristol, that means ESPN. So we are talking to Kelsey Schroyer of ESPN Mint Condition. Kelsey, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? You know, I'm wonderful. I, I love just talking to you. We, we talked uh, to each other for the first time at the National Convention in Cleveland. Had a great conversation. Uh, and I, I've, I've been wanting to get you on the show ever since then, and I'm glad I got you on the phone now. We got some great topics to talk about today, and let's just kind of run through them real quick before we dive into it. We're going to talk about the rising costs of brands in the hobby and how that's affecting the, not only the market, but the collector's opinions on certain things. Uh, I, I think that's an interesting debate that we can debate for really hours, but we're going to try and do it in a couple minutes, 10 minutes, hopefully. And uh, we're also going to talk about autographs. There's a lot of different variations with autographs, and a lot of collectors are a little upset. They, they kind of uh, have shown their displeasure about certain autographs out there in the hobby, and we'll kind of dive into that since you're such an avid autograph collector uh so we'll get some expert advice on that and opinions with that so kelsey let's first start off with the rising costs of these brands of these cards what honestly is your personal opinion from saying hey i have a box of panini immaculate collection do you want to buy it what is your first reaction I mean, me personally, just because it's not what I personally collect, I'd say no. But I mean, Immaculate is kind of interesting because it's probably, it's arguably the hottest product out there right now. It was, it actually won our basketball product of the, of the year award last year. Uh-huh. I'd actually put it ahead of Flawless and National Treasures. It seems to be the most popular high-end product out there for basketball. I mean, if I had the money to blow on it, I'd probably take a flyer because there's some amazing hits out of there. Yeah. We, we got a review box for last year. Our box wasn't that great, to be honest. We pulled a nice Paul Pierce jumbo patch, but... The autographs were a little shaky. I mean, it's one of those things. So personally, I mean, if I did, if I had the if I had the money to spend on a box, I would just for the chance of something great. But I mean, you're you're talking a decent amount of money for only a couple of cards. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing that you said was that if you if you had the money, you would. But I mean, for the price point and with what you got, it just didn't make sense. Even even though Immaculate was you know product of the year. It's it's just it, the the rising costs are are affecting collectors out there, but it's really affecting the case breakers, the gamblers in the positive way. Those I in in my personal opinion, I feel like the hobby is going towards more of the gambler, the higher end collector, because that's how the companies make the most money. Am I correct? I think you're right. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I kind of blanch. I'm just going to shift to flawless just for one second, just because I remember seeing the price point on flawless at $1,800. I did a double take, and I actually, you know, I've done business with some of the guys who own some of the stores, and was, I even, I basically said flawless $1,800 of exclamation points. I was like, I just, I mean, I can't fall for because they're getting it. I mean, because that's the thing. As expensive as these products are, to your point with the case breakers, people are grabbing it. And the great thing about the case breaking is, I know plenty of people who are regular box others who get on that, who get in on that, because if you get in on a large enough price, you still have a chance of getting something decent at that price. But yeah. whenever you hear people talk about the future of the hobby or problems, 
usually what it comes down to is the rising cost of products themselves slash how do you keep children in the hobby. Yeah. I mean, case-breaking, to me, I've heard various opinions on it. I mean, to me, it's one of the lifebloods of the hobby. I think the companies realize that because as these prices keep going up and up, your clientele is going to keep getting more and more select or, you know, in the case of the case breakers, very few people who are willing to put into it because they know they can get their money back out of it as opposed to saying busting the boxes and individually trying to parcel out what you get on the secondary market. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And and what you said is is trying to get kids back into the hobby. And I mean, I feel like Panini's doing a great job. Upper Deck does a great job and and Tops has been doing some things. Uh, really, all, all the card companies have been doing great things with trying to get kids back into the hobby. But at the same time, the bottom line is the prices are continuing to go up. And like we were talking off air a little earlier, is that when we first started collecting, we would go to the gas station or the grocery store, you know, literally right down the street, pay, you know, 50 cents, a quarter, whatever it might be, but a pretty low point for a pack of cards and have some fun on a Saturday or whenever. Now you can't really do that. It's all retail. You, Walmart, Target, you know? You know what it is, though? When you and I were kids collecting, you know, up to, we'll say the mid-90s, just for the sake of, because obviously autographs never released. Autographs started primarily, I believe, Upper Deck was the first one of Reggie in 90 or 91. Yeah. And memorabilia cards mid-90s. But the thing was, when you and I were young collecting, you didn't have that stuff. Pandora's box wasn't open yet. You didn't have, you know, 20 autographed hits in a box. You didn't have a memorabilia card in every pack. You didn't have those things in general. The coolest things you and I were collecting at that point were stickers and, God forbid, or if you were lucky enough, a hologram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The holograms, I remember, were the best thing to ever happen to me, <laughs> especially for basketball, yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, if you pulled a hologram, you were, you know, you were living it up. I remember I used to collect comic cards, too. I remember getting, like, a Spider-Man hologram or cards like that. You were, like, those were, those were the box hits. You got a couple of those or only maybe even one of those a box. Yeah. But the thing is, you're looking at it, and that's the thing people are complaining now. And I've, I think we've talked, we talked about this at the National, but myself personally, if it was possible, I wouldn't mind seeing the hobby in large part go back to the way it was in the late 90s or the early 2000s. When your quote unquote premium products were one hit per box, you know, a box of SP Authentic had one autograph per box or, you know, tops. I mean, to get a hidden tops back in the day, that was like one in every, that was probably one a case or something like yeah. that. But the th- again, the thing is, Pandora's box has been open. Collectors yeah. want those hits. I mean, and the result is you get a lot of products that are, you get those four hit products that are 90 to $120 a box, and chances are your four hits are going to be worth. Retail are going to be worth less than 50, 60 bucks, and resale, actual resale, are going to be worth less than 20. But that's just, that's where we're at. Like we say, with a mini, without, excuse me, immaculate and flawless, or even products like five star, your exquisites. People complain about the prices, but the sheer fact of the matter is, they're still selling. If that's the case, why should those companies stop making them if they're still selling? Exactly. Yeah. Why Why stop something if it's not broken or, or, or if it's, yeah, like you said, still selling? And, uh, you know, another big thing is what you brought up earlier, too, was with the exclusives. You know, a lot of people aren't big fans of that. I'm not one, and I'm pretty sure you're not either, because for me, it, it gives away the whole competition factor. You know, with with uh, with Panini, when they had to duel with Tops for football, I felt like that was bringing the best out of both companies, you know. But now that Tops lost it and Panini's going to get it, you know, I'm not saying Panini's going to drop the ball because I think they do great work with all their cards. But I feel like if you have a competition factor in making each uh, product, that just adds a little extra bonus for those collectors out there, don't you think? I do, but not even so much. I mean, here's the sheer fact of it. It's like anything else in the hobby. 
you have people who are very loyal to their brands, to the products. You have people who just love Topps products, people who just love Panini, people who just love Upper Deck. Mm-hmm. It's not even so much a matter of, you know, it's not even so much that people hate these companies with the exclusives. It's just that the other companies that are missing out, they hate the fact that they can't. It's like, you know, Panini with baseball. One of the constant things I hear with Panini baseball products is, hey, there are cool cars. We like what Panini is doing, but the no logos kills it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's, and like we were talking about a little earlier, just, there's been mixed response to Panini getting the football license. It's not that Panini makes bad football cards. They make good football cards, but it's, Tops also have to make great football cards. A lot of people are going to miss Bowman. They're going to miss, you know, Five Star, those other products that you like. I mean, whether you like – people like what they like. And typically, yeah. I mean, that's one thing Tops has been good at. They make a lot of good, steady products that people gravitate to towards year after year. I mean, that's how they can do box sets of things like Tops. Or how they, that's why a product like Finest keeps coming out year after year after year. I mean, Tops is probably the best at keeping – Maybe like Tops and Everdeck probably equally are the best at keeping out good, steady products year after year after year. I mean, they're just they've got their stable of good products. Yeah, but you know, with Tops, you know, now that they're not going to be able to make you know the football stuff, what what's going to be the new brand that kind of starts off the football season? Because I, I felt like every year when Tops football came out. That was it. That was the start of the NFL season for trading cards. And now I, I don't know if they're going to be able to do anything with football. Like, I don't know. I, I haven't really looked into the exclusive, but I don't think they'll be able to do any airbrushing. Like, they literally can't do anything. Do you know anything about that? Panini got, if I read the agreement right, Panini got the NFL PA, which means they got the exclusive to player images themselves. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think I, I think technically Tops could still do something with logos, yeah. but not players, which kind of negates the point anyway, unless you're going to do like a sticker or a cartoonish kind of set. Yeah. I mean, plus the thing is, I mean, it's kind of rare because, I mean, Tops could theoretically maybe do sketches, kind of like what Leaf does, but I don't know if they'd want to go that area. But, I mean, I don't have the full document in front of what it is, but, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think it would be worth it for Tops to try it. But, again, who knows? I mean, yeah, I, 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 think, I think they'll just kind of say, uh, it, it is what it is. If we want to put out something minor, we will, but let's – put all our efforts into baseball be, and make that the strongest thing ever, you know? And that's the thing. I've heard from some decent hobby insiders that, that Tops is okay because baseball is still a pretty strong seller, especially when you have a good enough rookie class. And I mean, baseball's got the strongest heritage when it comes to trading cards. And that's, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, this year, I mean, I think especially you saw it, especially in the first half of the baseball season with the Abreu rookies. I mean, baseball's still pretty strong. I mean, just, just imagine if Masahiro Tanaka had had, had, had autographs in this year's product. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as good year as it was, that would have just been that would have been the tip that would have blown everything else away. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that would have been crazy. So we only got a few more minutes uh, to talk to you today, Kelsey. But let's let's go to the autographs. Uh, since you're a big collector, that's that's kind of your mission uh, with collecting. You know, the the autographs have been interesting uh, to say the least. As far as the rookies go, the 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 few rookie classes in the past couple of years have been. I'm not going to say rough. Or lazy, but they've been very interesting to see when you open up packs. And and one guy that comes to mind is Teddy Bridgewater. We all know him, Minnesota Vikings quarterback. You know he's a good quarterback. But when we first started opening packs and saw his autograph, I I literally could not believe what I see. All I saw was a T, a straight line, and then a B with a straight line. And I I, I was just astounded by how uh, it, it, how just un. I don't even know the word to say it. I I don't want to say lazy, but it, it just really felt like it was lazy. Uh, what what's your take on these autographs with these new rookies? Well, it's the sad thing is I don't even put Bridgewater in the bottom five of guys I've seen from this year's draft class. I mean, I've seen some 
I mean, again, we were talking about this earlier. I hate to call him out because he's a pick guy, and I love my pick guys, but yeah. Aaron Donald, the Rams rookie defensive lineman from Pitt, I got one of his certs in a review box we got. It was basically just A period, D period, and I think his number on it. And it's funny. Actually, we had a we had a, I'm trying to think of his DeAndre Hopkins and Tavon Austin were on. They did interviews with us last year, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually asked them about that because they've been doing some signings for Panini. Panini was actually kind enough to give us some footage of those guys signing. And we asked them, hey, for fans who may not know, what are the challenges of doing an autograph signing? They're saying, hey, you know, you get several hundred, if not several thousand cars, and they're trying to sign, keep your autograph consistent. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it gets rough. I mean, it's, it's hard to feel too sorry because these guys are getting paid a decent amount of money just to, as I call it, flick their wrists for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but a funnier example is, I don't know how familiar you are with fantasy sports, but uh, ESPN's Matthew Barry actually got a card in last year's Top Sound and Ginter set. He had a base card. He had a certified autograph, and he had a relic card. Yeah, that's we right. We had Matt on the show, and we were talking about it. We asked him about the autograph thing, and he's like, yeah, man, you don't realize how quickly your hand starts cramping up. He said, you know, I'd just sit down, do some work, and I'd sign my cards intermittently throughout, then just kind of breaking it up. But it's, it's some of the athletes say that. I mean, it's just rough because you want to try and keep a decent autograph for these guys, but it's just – I mean, some athletes have given me good explanations. I mean, we had, we had David Eckstein on a show a year ago, and it was funny. He was actually on campus today. And I asked him about it off camera before we started because I've seen David Eckstein's good autograph, the one he gives on certs, and you know if he does. And I've seen the bad one, well, not the less quality one he does because I actually wrote him a fan letter when I was a kid, and I got it. I was joking with him. I was like, "Yeah, I got the uh, I got the B signature," and he was laughing at me. He's like, "Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If I'm in if I'm in a crowd where there's like a hundred people or so, I'm just trying to hit you know get people done. I'll get them a little something different. But if I'm at if I'm at a paid signing or I'm signing for the cards, I give my full." autograph which is a nice one you hear people do say that and when you're at a stadium like if you're at spring trading or you're at the stadium or you're just giving someone an autograph for free or there's a lot of people i can understand that because you're trying to get everyone you're trying to get as many people as you can so that way you get, you make as many people happy as you can but if you're signing for the card companies like for a cert where you're getting paid to do it or at a at a sign like at the national or any other show yeah it's it's disheartening to put the kind of money especially with someone who costs a lot of money someone you're spending a hundred dollars or so to get to get basically a squiggle. It's, I've talked to people from, you know, JSA about it from the card companies and just basically asked them about that. And they said, you know, hey, we try and coach these guys up. But part of the thing is now to get a little deeper on it, you hear people say is, well, one of the things is handwriting's not taught the way it used to be either. Like you, you used to hear guys like Harvin Kilbrews talk about the pride they took in their signature, signing a nice full letter autograph. And they would pass that down to guys like Michael Kadire or Tori Hunter it's just the thing is now of handwriting, and the thing is, if you really think about it, how much do you really have to write anymore? And I think that's part of the reason you see it in these signatures. Plus, the thing is, for these guys, if they're getting paid the same amount to sign a good autograph, a good-looking autograph, or a bad-looking autograph, and they see a stack of however many cards is from them, they're not thinking to themselves, all right, got to get my every letter on this card. They're thinking to themselves, holy crap, i got to get these done. I'm the quickest way I can get these done. Yeah. So a lot of them initial them, or they do, it's... I've seen guys like Xavier Avery give nothing but an X on his autograph. I mean, it's it's bad and it's disheartening. When you buy a big expensive box of cards and then you see this autograph in front of you, you're like, is that an autograph or is that just someone just drew a line? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and, and it's funny that you bring up, you know, the older generation and, and handwriting because, you know, I, I never really put two and two together. And when you said that, I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Like that, that's perfect, you know, because you see guys, you know, like Babe Ruth, Harmon Killebrew, you know, even Hank Aaron, you know, on, on some of his stuff, it's, it's legitimate and it's cursive. You know, everyone was taught how to write in cursive, and that was real big in grade school. And I don't even know if they teach that anymore in school, you know, for, for kids. 
And, and so it's yeah, like, it, it makes sense, you know? Uh, my personal line of demarcation is like 1985, 1990. Most athletes before 85, even if, you know, if they're signed today, sign their full order. If after 85, it's usually an abbreviated version of it. I mean, and again, it, it stinks. I mean, it is, it is what it is, unfortunately. I mean, I've met some current athletes now. I mean, Pat Neshek's one that comes to mind. Uh, Chris Snyder, the catcher for the Diamondbacks, Pirates, and a couple other teams. I remember I got him in person at spring training, and he signed a nice full-letter autograph, and he was talking about that, how he just you know, it takes pride. Because you hear stories about these guys who practice autographs when they were kids, saying, you know, hey, for the day I'm in the NFL or playing pro sports, I want to have a good autograph. And then you see what they're giving now. It's kind of like, well, what happened? <laughs> yeah, where, where, where did the autograph thing fall in, in between, you know, becoming one of the greatest athletes? You know, no, I, I completely agree. And I'm a huge spring training fan. I go out to uh, Phoenix pretty much every year and, and try and get my fair share of autographs. And it's funny to see the different type of caliber of players because obviously the lower guys, you know, who, who just got the spring training invite, they're there to, to soak everything in. They're going to sign as much as possible. They're going to talk to the fans. They're going to do all that stuff. You're going to have guys like Buster Posey or, or uh, Pablo Sandoval, who, who are the bigger stars. Uh, and I'm just calling Giants out because that's who I follow. But those guys, if at all sign, they, they quickly do it. They get it done. They don't really talk to people. They, they do that whole thing because... They got other stuff to do. They got better things to do sometimes. And it, it's just interesting to see the, the caliber of player, how the autograph changes over time, you know, with the older generation, how that's been changing. And honestly, it's going to be interesting and unfortunately maybe a little frightening to see what the autograph is going to look like 10, 15, 20 years down the line, you know? I honestly think it's funny because our former host, Michelle Steele, we've had a conversation many times. She's asked me about is the stealthy replacing the autograph. Because you, obviously, with digital phones now, the way they are, as easy it is to take a photograph, mm. you see more and more people. Because that's the thing. If you run to someone and you don't even have a scrap of paper, I mean, let's say you run into Buster Posey on the street, you don't have anything for him to sign, you're like, hey, would you want to take a picture of me instead? And a lot, even a lot of athletes and actors have been saying, too, it's like it's funny how the stealthy is replacing the autograph. And obviously, a lot of celebrities don't mind doing that because you can't really sell a selfie. I mean, you can sell an <laughs> autograph, yeah. you can't sell a selfie. And the thing is, a lot of people like that, too, because... It's more of a personalized memory, something you can show your friends. Say, look, you know, look who I saw. Yeah, I've got a buddy who graphs in Pittsburgh, and it's funny because you know he works downtown Pittsburgh, and he's got stuff in his car just in case. Because you never know between the Penguins, Steelers, Pirates, Pitt, and people visiting, you never know who you're going to run into. Yeah, no, I, I completely, I yeah, like I never thought about that either. But that's something that I've done you know I, I saw matt kane walking down the streets and i was like man i need to take a picture with him instead of, oh i need to get his autograph you know the first thing that popped into my mind i need to get a picture with him instead of oh where's my autograph book or where's my you know stuff like that but that's really interesting well kelsey time is up unfortunately uh we have run uh, a little longer than expected but the good thing is that we can have you on whenever uh, possible. So we're going to definitely have you on again soon just to talk about anything and everything about the hobby. Uh, you love to talk about it, which is great because we like listening. So, Kelsey, thanks so much for coming on, Beckett Radio, and, and we do appreciate it. No problem, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, special thanks to everyone who came on today. Uh, Kelsey Schroyer of ESPN Mint Condition had a lot of fun with that interview, and I hope you guys enjoyed that as well as I did. Special thanks to Rob Springs of Beckett Auctions for giving us a few minutes of his busy schedule to come in and talk about the current auction as well as the current future of Beckett Auctions. And special shout out to Justin Gruner and Dan Hitt for coming in and talking some football. That's a lot of fun to get the price guide analyst side of things to see 
okay, what what exactly are they thinking when they price products, when they price certain players as far as the season goes? It's it's definitely interesting to check out what they have to say. Uh, and yeah, just special shout out to Chris Olds for coming on, having a lot of fun. We, we, we try and keep things informal here at Beckett Media with me and Chris Olds. We have a lot of fun, and, and as, as you guys can tell in that interview, we, we were definitely just kind of hanging out, just talking sports cards, and it was pretty fun. Uh, it was also late in the afternoon yesterday when we taped that, so you could tell that we were pretty much, our brains were done, and, and he, was, he was all over the place as, as well as I was. So we, we both had a good time doing that and uh, talking all about 2014 Panini Classics. So thank you so much for checking out Beckett Radio. We do have a podcast going on where you can get all of these shows downloaded directly to your phone, computer, wherever you are uh, for free. So check out iTunes Podcast. Just type in Beckett Radio and you can set it up to subscribe to the podcast. And every Thursday at 4 p.m. Central Time, that podcast will be uploaded for your viewing pleasure and you will have some fun every Thursday, 4 o'clock Central Time. It'll be on there. So check out iTunes Podcast. You can download the podcast app for free on your iPhone. So, yeah, might as well do it. You don't have to go to the website to check it out. But if you don't want to do the podcast, all you got to do is check out Beckett.com slash radio. A lot of good stuff on there. All the previous episodes as well as upcoming guests and shows. We'll, we'll kind of preview who's coming on next week uh, and the weeks to come for that. Beckett Auctions is, like I said, having their uh, auction going on right now until the 19th. We have some upcoming case breaks with Topps Valor Football. That's going live on eBay this Sunday for all the team slots. So check it out. Their eBay store ID is called Beckett Media. A lot of great stuff on there. Topps Valor is going to be a lot of fun to break. So definitely check us out on cardworldtv.com. And yeah, we'll have some fun breaking that product open. But like I said, I'm your host, Eric Ficken. Thanks for listening to Becker Radio. Check us out on Twitter at Becker Radio. We do a lot of giveaways, a lot of news, a lot of great stuff on there. So definitely follow us on Twitter. You will not regret it. But like I said, I'm Derek Ficken. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one.